is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Uh, uh, uh. Check it, you are now tuned in to Fish at the Water Where comedians learn from forerunners and give honor Tweety and Jeremiah mix it up like honor palmers Making sure everybody leaves educated like scholars This is Fish at Water This is Fish at Water Hey everybody, uh, welcome to Fish Out of Water, a comedy writing podcast What's up guys, I am Jeremiah Burton And I'm Ryan Tweedy. So we have a great guest, uh, a friend of mine here with us today. He's been on sketch teams at iOS, the Pack Theater. Uh, he's currently on a UCB mod team, Judith. Also on a UCB digital team, Buzzards. Uh, you can see him perform with his buddy, Zach Fairless, uh, in the very Nick and Zach show. Now is tight. Please welcome Nick Luciano. Hello. How's hey, it going, guys? Hey, hey. Yeah. Good, man. Thanks for coming on. Uh, you're welcome. Thanks so much, man. Thanks for being a part of this. Uh, I met Nick. Uh, we did a we did a class with Mike Still at at UCB, a mono scene class, uh, improv. But that's how I, I came about to know him. And he is super funny. He's a really bright, uh, intelligent sketch writer and performer. And so we're gonna pick your brain today, man. Cool. And thank you for those nice words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's usually a jerk. So yeah. <laughs> it's special to get something nice out of him. Uh, most most guests I uh, I berate and belittle, but you, but you I talk about. Nice. Yeah. I kind of it's more introductory to try to figure out where you came from initially in terms of how you made it to this point. Um, people always kind of like to know that. I think right. Like yeah. Where. Um, your how you came about to be where you at where you are today? Yeah, I I I figured out recently that I have been writing sketches. I think pretty consistently, like every week for like four years now. Because um, I took Sketch One Hundred and One at UCB like four years ago, and then I just I continued to take classes from that point on. Uh, sketch writing classes so I was always there was always like a reason to be writing sketches and then I believe that summer after that I I got on an IO team that performed at the Del Close Theater Animal Style was their name Mm. uh and then so I was always writing sketches for that team and uh from there uh I was I took the the pack theater was called Miles Stroth Workshop at that time uh there was like a class I was I had taken all their classes i took like heather ann campbell's class like three times in a row like this just repeatedly just because i really liked all the information she was giving out about sketches and uh so i was always writing sketches for classes too in addition to what i was writing for my team and then i did the class show at uh the pack and then we formed a team from that called friend boat so then i was on friend boat and animal style at the same time and from friend boat i met james uh james pumphrey and then he was starting to produce revolver and i got to write on that one month and then i was i was uh brought on as like a like a writer's assistant for that for that show but um, then a, then a producer what is revolver real quick revolver what revolver is no more uh and it but it was a show for like basically a year where they would have like a head writer uh that was like a celebrity head writer like uh Andy Richter or oh, wow. John mm-hmm. Ross Bowie uh and then they would have like different writers and actors from like UCB like uh students like veterans and just like a whole mix of people every month and it was a different show different group of people every month uh and then we'd produce like an hour long show based on that with like a full schedule of writers meetings and oh, that's cool yeah, yeah. It, it, it was would, a big production i know like the cast sometimes would reach a good amount of people um i've seen a couple of those shows where when everyone comes out on stage you got like 30 people so it's a lot to wrangle i'm sure yeah, yeah. oh wow yeah uh we won't really talk about <laughs> why that show ended uh, <laughs> uh but uh yeah but that that was like a good experience is working with a bunch of different people mm. and from there I had gotten on uh I got on mod on on Judith and I actually didn't get on mod right away uh I remember like really wanting to get on mod but uh they I I didn't get on and then 2 months later someone had left Judith and they're like hey do you want to be on Judith and I was like yes great so then 
then at that point, then I was doing Revolver and Judith. So I've always kind of had like two things going on at once where I'm constantly writing sketches. And that, I realized that that's been going on for like four years. And, and now I write sketches with uh, my friend Zach Fairless. And we wrote a spank a year ago. Uh, and we put that up in January and that got picked up. And that's like a two-man sketch show. And now we've been winning Sketch Showdown at UCB. Uh, and we have our, our fourth month of doing Sketch Showdown is is next week. So that's great. Yeah. You, is that a weekly the that's, sketch show? That's down? monthly. Monthly, yeah. right? And that's uh, I think it's at Wednesday night or yeah. It's a, yeah. the it's always the first Wednesday at ten thirty uh, p.m. at UCB Sunset. So four months. That's that's a big deal. That's uh, yeah. it's pretty. I remember um, I used to intern on Wednesday nights, and so we would watch that. Um, that show and it's tough competition there's yeah, a lot bath, of bath boys bath boys yeah it was yeah. the bath boys they yeah. had had a pretty good stretch and then my buddy um uh cal health and uh, seth allison and um uh natalie uh, and, Palamides. Yeah, natalie that's who Palamides. that's who we that that was our competition uh, when we okay. won so that's yeah. uh you guys kicked oh, them man. out yeah. 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 and beating natalie palomides is no small feat i know i know yeah. she's so good she's yeah. great yeah she's really funny um uh, so uh so a long a long stretch. So I'm sure you have hundreds and hundreds of sketches if you've been writing. <laughs> I so, guess. Yeah, I haven't yeah. even really done like taken a look at like it's just I haven't even looked at past I don't have like a list or a document that has all of the sketches, but I'd be curious to know like yeah, how, many how many are there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I have a little bit of insider information on uh, because I tape, I videotape the Spanx every Thursday. Um, it, we have a running list that shows all of the shows that have been taped, and Spanx get taped as well. And they write in there who writes what sketches. So I have a whole list of the sketches Nick has written since his time. Uh, oh. Yeah, so I could give you that. It's your own information. <laughs> Wait, so, so you have you have the list of what I've written for Judith? Yeah, then? Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, you get you get a, you get a lot of twofers in there, um, meaning you get to you get to produce or put up two of your sketches, which is that's if you're on a sketch team and two of your sketches get in. Hey man, fuck everyone else, right? Oh, well, I will, I will point out that's only happened to me once, and, oh, it, was, it? and it was just this past show that we had <laughs> because one of the writers uh, couldn't be there this month. Oh, so okay. it happened right. to be me this month. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was trying to, I was trying to pump you up because I literally, <laughs> I literally you. only saw one as well. But I was like, well, if it happened once, I'm sure it's happened multiple times. So, yeah. Cor- Courtney Hyde, I think, has had two in multiple times on her team. Yeah, she always writes really great sketches for Judith. Yeah. One thing I always try to do when I go to Mod Night is I and I and I'm I don't necessarily know all the writers that well, so it's probably not great for me to try to do this. But I always want to try to guess like who writes what, you know. Mm, but yeah, then there's no yeah. way to really check unless you like go up to each writer and be like, "What'd you write?" Yeah. But I always try to guess. Yeah, I, I do that too. With like, or if I have like a a friend on the team that I know pretty well, I'll be like, "Oh, I bet you, I bet you he or she wrote that one." You yeah. know, uh, if you know them, it's probably a little easier because then you know their comedic sensibilities. Mm-hmm. If you don't, it's kind of like, meh, you know, throwing a. I was a putting the word "tight" like in dialogue <laughs> all the time, so like, it was very easy to figure out which which sketch was mine for for a while. Tight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess so. This is my favorite question. I try to ask everybody is when you're when you're coming up with ideas for sketches how do you generate ideas like what's the way that you generate kind of premise ideas or character ideas for sketches um i for me there are two ways that i usually um generate ideas one i have like a document like on my phone just like i have a, a google doc where like if anything like happens that's funny to me during my day as i'm just walking through life I will do my best to like write that down, even if it's just like, oh, it was it was funny when I was uh, holding a door open for somebody and they said thank you, but then they used a different door. So me op- <laughs> opening holding the door for them didn't matter at all. And so I'm like, oh, that was funny that happened. So I'll 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 if I'll I'll take out my phone and write it down if I can. That that's one way. And then so I have this like ongoing list of things I could revisit. Uh, like I went to the dentist uh, last Christmas and uh, the dentist was asking me questions while uh, he was like had his hands in my mouth. And so, I, you know, that's what they always do and you can't really answer it. So, yeah. 
so I just had that basic idea down, and then that turned into like a completely different sketch based on that one idea. At first, I was writing just that idea that like, oh, you can't talk when someone has their hands in their <laughs> in their mouth, and then and then my. The, the director for Judith, uh, Tim Tim Neenan, he was like, uh, you know, that feels kind of like, like that's like kind. Of, this feels like kind of like a Seinfeld scene, but maybe there could be something more specifically weird about this sketch. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, what if it like made? What if it made the uh, dentist like the dentist ask questions at that time because it felt good on his hands. Uh, when you talk, I'm like, okay, I, I could work with that. And then I wrote, then I was able to write a sketch like in my voice using that idea. So yeah. uh, that was just one thing that happened when I was at the dentist that turned into like one of my favorite sketches that I've written for Judith. Uh, and then the other idea is the other way I generate ideas is I'll think about stuff that like I'm, there's certain things that I'm curious about or that I find interesting, uh, like virtual reality or something like VR, I think, is really interesting. So, okay, so how could I do something that's in the VR world that would be also in sketch world? Uh, and I, so I was like, oh, what if it was like some guy made like a VR platform, but the only thing in the VR platform is uh, a, uh, a guy eating soup? Uh, so, like, basically, this guy designs like a VR platform, and this sketcher for Judith, the guy creates a VR platform for him and showing his friend. And we see like stuff on the screen that was shot like on a GoPro, hmm. but the the unusual thing is like there's always this guy eating Eat soup. soup. Uh, <laughs> so the mundane, yeah. You spend all this money and technology into creating a virtual reality that you could just do the same stuff you do in real reality. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right away from it, yeah, yeah. So that 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 is another way. Like, okay, VR interests me. How like how do I? put that in a world that like with something that I think is funny. So like I was thinking about Elon Musk, like how could I, how he's very interesting. What could I do with him? That would be like a, like a funny idea. So that those are the two different ways stuff that just happens every day in my life. Noted if I think it's funny, uh, or also like if I'm pitching with like Zach Fairless, he'll talk about his real life. Like, and they'll be like, Oh, it's funny that like, your mom always calls you when you're napping and you get annoyed by that. Okay, I'll I'll know I'll write that down in this idea list and the next time we pitch to each other for like a show, like, "Oh, what about the napping thing? Do you think you think like there's something there with like mm. and then we created a scene that was based on that." So, usually stuff that happens in in life that is kind of funny to me or stuff that I that I find interesting and then try to add something like silly to it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I try to uh, – I put down notes in my phone pretty yeah. regularly. I um, I find out though – or I found out that if I don't immediately do it, I'll forget. And then I'll beat myself up for hours to try to like recall. So I have to do it. And if, if you get lazy, it's just like, well, I'll, I'll forget. And then I'll lose this brilliant idea. That was probably shit anyways. But it's, like, <laughs> it's just like there's that one thing that you'd be like, that eh, could have been great. So I had to immediately write it down. I also dream a lot of stuff that I want to wake up and put down. But I don't want to wake up to like put it in my phone because the screen is too bright in the morning <laughs> yeah you have to put a little n- a notepad yeah, and paper next uh, to your uh, bed yeah. or something yeah, I you should, know i should but that's um yeah those those i think that's the most common way uh that's similar between us is that yeah i i just have to write everything down that i see just be observational or you know observe people in in life and like take those little kind of comedic bits and pull something from it that's kind of the only way I pull ideas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and being o- like, it, you, you can keep yourself open to just receiving. Like when when you, the more you do it, the more automatic then it it can become too. Like right. to just to just write it down mm-hmm. uh, as you're walking through life, of kind of being open to whatever's like happening in your experience. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. uh, and the, the it makes it easier when you write all these ideas down. When you have to come up with sketches, it makes it so much easier. Just be like, oh, what's in this list? Like, oh, I didn't even remember I wrote that down three weeks ago. But that's still kind of funny to me. Like, certain things might not even be funny to you anymore after you write them down. Right. Uh, but then there's some things that stand out. Like, oh yeah, okay, I'll play with that idea of that thing that was randomly funny to me a few weeks ago right how soon because that is something too like um and people have talked about this before and harnessing kind of that uh like 
comedic electricity, I guess is well, f- a phrase that I could use for it. And, <laughs> and like in the moment, you're inspired. So do you write it immediately? Because there are times when you'll put it in your phone and you'll check a week later and you'll be like, that was fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know why it made me giggle so much. But then you lose that inspiration to want to move it forward. So do you just put it all on a list and then when it comes time to write you pull from the list or is it sometimes that you just have to immediately write a sketch out and, and uh i usually don't write the sketch out unless i have to uh like so you're saying like yeah you feel like you need to maybe maybe there's some momentum that right, you need right. to follow because you thought of this good idea and if i don't write it out into the sketch now maybe i'll lose it kind of thing For sure yeah uh, or lose the inspiration i haven't really had that i i actually delay having i delay writing the sketches as much as possible mm-hmm. like until like okay i have a meeting tonight <laughs> okay i guess i should actually write some of these ideas now or a meeting right. with zach oh i guess i should write these now uh yeah. usually usually that's how it comes from versus actually writing out the sketch and just and that's how it is for me now maybe i maybe i would more immediately write it out in the past but uh now i think i just kind of like trust that like oh the idea and just me thinking about the idea will can guide me to actually then writing this sketch out yeah. how long does it take you to write a sketch about I know it varies from person to person because um, sometimes it's, you know, a difficult thing, but... Maybe we, about, about maybe an hour. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Anywhere from l- less than an hour to more than an hour if I'm not, like, just diligently writing it. I get easily distracted when I'm I writing I think most comedians get yeah. easily distracted. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I notice that for me when I'm writing, the sketches that take the, that are the, like, easiest for me, the ones that just are funniest to me, take, like, 30 minutes. Yeah, the yeah. The longer they take, usually it's because I didn't fully have an idea when I started. Same, yeah, yeah, yeah. or just didn't know where I was gonna go with it. Uh, for me, when it's harder, like, oh, I, I, this idea is funny, but I don't kind of know. I don't have like a clear idea of what I think is funny to it, so it's harder for me to get it all down. But yeah, I have that that kind of flow state too, where it's like, oh, this is an easy thing to write, so I can get this done pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we could probably take a break. Take a break? Yeah. Okay. This is a good spot. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, we're supposed to throw these in here. Yeah, I forgot all about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Nick, we're, uh, I guess kind of, it's, it's funny when I started doing comedy, I always thought, oh, um, you could make money doing improv or make money uh, being on a sketch team, but it's the lowest paying form of artistic expression <laughs> maybe out there, except for uh, sketch writing, because I think sketch writing leads to other things, right? Like it's uh, so what is your kind of career goal or future goal? Um, I'm assuming you might want to be a writer, but I won't answer your own question. So, yeah, I guess my, my, my goal is to be able to create like a t- something like a TV show that is like in my voice, like something that I that that I get to create that is something that like that uh, like that I get to that has my comedic sensibilities. Like for example, if like Zach and I, Zach and I, our shows are very much like in our voice. We like to write stuff that like means something to us or stuff that really makes each other laugh. Uh, so if we had like the opportunity to write like a a TV show that was in that same voice, that would that would just feel like the best for for me like i i get to be myself uh write things that i think are funny and create something that is entirely just like based on who i am like that that to me would is like the the long term goal and ideal cuz then i'm like really sharing myself mm. w- with with people and like that's what people are responding to so it feels like this cool like i don't have to do anything but be myself and and be creative and 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 do my job like that that would really that's really like the goal i guess for me in terms of like where this stuff could potentially lead do you know do you have aspirations to be a performer or do you per do you prefer writing uh yeah both i have both writing writing i think uh has been like really the the thing that has primarily been my focus but I, i really like acting too like and doing the show with zach like it's it i it's fun. It's really fun getting to do both. Uh, mm. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, not everyone wants to just be a sketch writer for a, a team or a, a 
a school here in the Los Angeles area. I think most people want to use that as a learning, you know, tool to build skills to put it so they can either write their own show or write for a show. I mean, um, but it's always curious to see. I know people who like doing improv just to do improv. It's that's, not that's how yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like oh, this will lead me to something, or oh, it's yeah. just I just enjoy it. So some people might just. Enjoy I have it. to say, like, I think it's like both for me because I really enjoy putting up shows with Judith. Like I really like getting into like the tech script and producing the tech script and, and the tech cues and kind of like having that producer mentality around the show too. And, mm -hmm. and I really enjoy that part of it in addition to just like turning in a sketch every month. And there was a period where I was making transition videos uh, for the team that were like, I was almost making like, uh, so like during in the blackout in between the sketches or I would make like a, a, 30 second, 35, 30 second videos that served as a runner as its own sort of sketch. Like, and I, and I really liked making those cause then it like sort of filled out the show so that the audience always had something to engage in and, and laugh at. So I really do enjoy the creative process working with the teams like currently too, and, and trusting that, Oh yeah. So maybe this could eventually translate into something that is uh professional too. Like, mm -hmm. but, but I, so it's both for me, like knowing, trusting that this could potentially lead to something that gives me money and also really enjoying the creative process now, like where I'm at today. For sure. And yeah. speaking of that, um, what he was speaking to, at least one of them I know, I really enjoyed his video transitions. Um, he went on Periscope, I believe, right? And yeah. had uh, and was able to record it off his phone and was instructing people to show them their ceiling fan. Was that correct? Yeah. 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 And yeah. It was the stupidest thing ever. It was so dumb, but it was so funny because he would just be periscoping with these random people, and then he would be, I'm assuming you'd be typing yeah, to them. Pe other people would be broadcasting, broadcasting them, there, and then right. I would type to them, show me your show scene. Me your and every time they people react to it, like that's, that you see like this 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 hint of them being themselves for a moment right. of like, well, that's a weird question, kind of like, they don't say it out loud, but you right. see the reaction in their face, and then if they have a ceiling fan, they show it. <laughs> Point the thing to it. And yeah. I was just doing that on my own one night, <laughs> yeah. like over, over, over a year ago at this point, this, some, for whatever I was in a place or at two in the morning, it seemed like a good idea to look at what people were putting on Periscope. Yeah. And I just started typing that to people and I, I would laugh every time they do it. I'm like, <laughs> I gotta figure out a way to like record yeah. this. Somewhat. That's so again, something in my life that I was just doing that made me laugh and then trying to translate that into something that could could be shared with an audience or that was like somehow could be like part of something to do that's creative right know? and you you do a lot of video sketches too i'm assuming um, uh mo i i not that not as many as of late like mostly focused on like live for the most part but i'll mm -hmm. still i'll still i'm still making videos mostly like unscripted things like the stuff that i make videos with my dad mm -hmm. uh and those are on my youtube channel uh but but I, I haven't like actively made sketch videos aside from the stuff that I make for the live shows, like videos that Zach and I make for our shows or when I when I make these runners for, for Judith. Yeah, I guess that's a good segue into um, a sketch that I wrote. So every uh, show tweeter, or I will we write a sketch, we give it to the, the guests ahead of time so they can look it over and then we get critiqued. Uh, to figure out how uh, how good or bad we did <laughs> writing a <laughs> writing a sketch in this this uh, for this episode, I wrote a um, I wrote a video sketch um, uh, because uh, it's a, it's it's a different skill. I think I think writing video sketches is somewhat very different than writing sketches for um for the live stage or on the stage because you have different aspects you have to play around with and so um yeah i think i do think it's different a different skill for sure yeah, yeah so we'll uh we'll pick uh nick's brain here yeah i think well, one i think one thing about this that i always find interesting too is just sensibilities can be very different when you're reading someone else's sketch like mm -hmm. your brain is very different than Jer everybody's brain is very different than Jeremiah's. Yeah, you know? so, <laughs> that's true. Every that's single true. person's brain yeah, is different single, than Jeremiah's. That's yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fact. On a cellular level, <laughs> as well as uh, <laughs> as a thought level. Yeah. The Lost Punked episode by Jeremiah Burton. Interior studio punked set. 
I'm back, 2014, season 12. It's been tough this last couple of seasons. We've had to switch hosts, had to take a couple of breaks, calm the waters down before the big storm comes, and it's coming. Choo-choo! Flash pan cut. So here we are, going to start off big this season. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Interior apartment lobby. Screenwriter David Barkatz is walking around, adjusting his earpiece. Interior studio, punked set. So here's the deal. We got Mr. Hoffman's good buddy and amazing screenwriter, David Barkatz. He's going to show up to Mr. Hoffman's apartment, bang on the door, and act like he's just hit someone in his car and left the scene. Hmm. And now he needs a place to lie low. Let's see if Mr. Hoffman will help his buddy out. Interior control room. Ashton is watching the video play on a monitor, feeding lines through a microphone to David. All right, we just got word that Mr. Hoffman has just entered into his apartment. Let's do this. Exterior street, outside apartment building. David crosses the street and enters the building. Interior elevator. David rides in the elevator alone. Interior hallway. David starts to run in place to build energy. He runs down the hallway, stopping at the apartment door and begins to bang on it. Philip, Philip, you there? Let me in, man. No response. Philip, it's me, David. Come on, let me in, man. I'm in big trouble. No response. Philip, you uh, you there, buddy? David begins to calm down and knock on the door with less force. His voice calms. Philip. David turns the knob and the door opens. He screams. Interior control room. Ashton throws off his headphones and runs out. Interior, Philip's apartment, bathroom. Ashton runs in, the door is knocked in, and Philip is lying dead on the floor. Cut the cameras! VHS dissolve. Interior studio, punk set. Ashton delivers the lines with a little less excitement, like maybe he should stop now and cut his losses. I'm back! 2014, season 12. It's been tough this last couple of seasons. We've had to switch hosts, had to take a couple of breaks... Calm the waters down before the big storm comes, and it's coming. Choo-choo! Flash pan cut. So here we are, gonna start off big this season. Robin Williams. Exterior street, front of house. Teresa, the punked informant, is pacing outside the house, adjusting her earpiece. Interior studio, punk set. So here's the deal. We got Mr. Williams' assistant in on it. She's told us that lately he's been spending a ton of time at his house, possibly working on Mrs. Doubtfire too. Who knows? So we got his wife to get him out of the house, and when he shows back up, a bunch of government agents are going to start repossessing his things due to back taxes. Interior van. Ashton is watching the video play on a monitor, feeding lines through a microphone to David. All right, Mr. Williams just pulled up. Let's wait a few minutes and get going. Exterior street day. We see a man in a Hawaiian shirt pull up in a car, get out, and enter his home. Exterior driveway. Fake agents in black suits walk to their positions outside the home. Okay, guys, move in. Teresa gets keys out and opens the front door. All the agents storm in. Multiple screams are heard. Interior van. Ashton rushes out of the van. Interior house. Bedroom hallway. Ashton runs in, and we see a man lying next to our door with a belt wrapped around the handle. God damn it! Interior studio, punk set. Ashton delivers the same intro lines very bleakly. I'm back! 2014, season 12. It's been tough this last couple of seasons. We've had to switch hosts, had to keep take, take a couple of breaks... Calm the waters down before the big storms comes and and it's coming. Choo choo. Flash pan cut. So here we are. Gonna start off real big this season. Joan Rivers. Beat. Actually, you know what? Here's a list of people we're gonna punk this season. If you find even one of these people dead in the midst of us punking them, I'll do the world a favor and stop acting. I swear to God. Special effects, list of names, roll on screen. Joan Edwards, Edward Herman, Ken Weatherwax, Elizabeth Norman, Elizabeth Pena, Richard Attenborough, Don Pardo, James Garner, Elaine Stritch, Casey Kasem, Ann Davis, Mickey Rooney, Harold Ramis, Shirley Temple, Maya Angelou, The Ultimate Warrior. So there, punk season 12, coming your way. Black screen, beat. We hear Ashton stand up from his chair and begin to take his microphone off. Ashton, off camera. 
Fuck, I hope no one on that list dies. I really like acting. Okay, yeah, so I wrote uh, a sketch called The Lost Punked Episode. Um, so, Nick, please be harsh. This is the whole point of this. We want your honest-to-God uh, feedback on uh, what you thought. Well, I, I thought it was funny. It was very clear, like, what what your idea was. Uh, and I I think it's, a, it's, a, it's funny that... Ashton Kutcher is in like the wrong place, the wrong time uh, with these. Uh, yeah, this is the wrong place, the wrong time with these particular actors who have uh, OD'd uh, <laughs> more, more or less. More or less. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean the, the whole list, the list that you put at the end isn't all. They 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 died of other circumstances, but right. uh, I guess you could say Robin yeah. Williams OD'd. Well, yeah, kind of. OD'd. Well, on or lust. just like there's that list yeah. at the end. I don't think that's what happened to Casey Kasem. No, no, right? yeah. those are all. Yeah. So I um, yeah. 2014 my, celebs. Right? Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah. my research included googling. 2014 celebrity deaths like it's the saddest thing i've had to type into google in a while um because it's you see all these people and just like oh my gosh um this is this was a dark this was a dark one for me and i didn't know um how to go about uh making it funny but right but um you know, I think it's been enough. I don't know if it's been enough time for Robin Williams. Everyone, loves Robin <laughs> I mean, Williams. it makes everyone yeah. sad. Yeah, it makes you know so because sad. it is sad. Yeah, uh, but Ultimate yeah. Warrior made me the saddest. <laughs> <laughs> but, then I remembered, but then I remember like he was like a crazy racist. And I was like, well, I guess. Yeah, I love that. Of all of those people, Ultimate fucking Warrior. Uh, like that was the surprise person on the list. Oh, I was really? like, okay, yeah. here's a side story about Ultimate Warrior. My favorite wrestling match ever was Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate warrior and my buddy chan accidentally left his wwe network open on my tv one time and so i was like oh i'll watch that old match it's like a year year and a half ago mm-hmm. i watched hulk hogan versus ultimate warrior and almost like started tearing up because i was wow. like it reminded me of my childhood yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 that's cool yeah well that's nice. what this sketch was meant to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah was that was my <laughs> big note is it, it made me think of childhood and i thought <laughs> <laughs> made me think of all those great those great memories that are long past due yeah. and that death is imminent and we're all <laughs> heading straight for it yes, and you never know when it's going to come never upon know. us so i think i think in your sketch i think you could potentially have like a third person in like you have like the two you have the the philip seymour hoffman beat and then you have the you also have the robin williams beat right after mm-hmm. i i think you could have someone this is a pitch obviously uh it, so i think you could have like a third person um, but they would be before Robin Williams, like someone like like Mina Suvari or something. Well, I guess maybe she was in 2014. You'd have to if you're sticking to 2014, then you'd have to find someone. But but it, but it also could be Robin Williams. But I think comedically it would be funny if you did two people and then you did a third person, but it was like an obvious person, like and then it's not you don't do the full intro and stuff. You just cut to another episode and they're already at the door and then the reveal is that it's robin williams and then everyone's like oh fuck you know uh, <laughs> and, then, and then you immediately cut to the next thing like so right. one beat is like setting up the whole thing the second beat is like oh, okay we're doing it again this is the pattern like audience knows what the pattern is at this point so the third one uh and so it's to make it surprising just make it really fast, I guess. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And Tweety, yeah. actually, when we talked about that, he was like, when I was reading it, I just wanted to see you opening a bunch of doors and seeing a bunch of dead people. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Really fast. Really yeah. fast. Like, and, I, um, and that's one of the things I struggle with, I think, personally as a writer, is, man, I always want to try to get people on track. Like, I, I want to lead them. You know, it's kind of like... Uh, you're steering them one direction, and then within the same game, throw them a loop, right? Which they don't know is coming. Yeah, and that's what you're talking about. That third beat, like put something in there and in a different fashion that's not so predictable. Or like, what if someone opens the door like right before that famous celebrity dies? Like you actually, they like open the door and the celebrity's alive, and then they you watch them die. <laughs> yeah, <nice>? yeah. Or <laughs> or you do have like you put a specific date. Uh, that is before the celebrity died. So if it is Robin Williams, it could be before he. It could be weeks before he died, and so we think you're going to know what it is. But then Robin Williams is actually there, or something like that. Like that <laughs> yeah. could potentially that would be surprising too. After you have this series of people who did OD, right? Uh, or not OD, be dead when you're when you're 
going to punk them. Yeah. That, that's probably more um, more palatable. But I, I also <laughs> like if you, if you go if you're go, since you're going to this dark place if you have if you start like you know if you do he, uh, if you heighten in a way that like like Robin Williams I think is like that that feels like pretty pretty heavy to go to him. Mm-hmm. So if you like if you did do two people and then uh, multiple doors like that. Uh, the name on the you can and you can just put the name on the screen where you're at and just seeing the seeing the name is the joke like that'll get the laugh mm-hmm. and then and then you do like Robin Williams or something like that would be like I think that would make people the saddest I guess mm-hmm. you know potentially <laughs> yeah. so like so that could be like a uh, I, I don't know like maybe you get heightened by what but like by how dark you're willing to go with it too. Right. And then I also had a pitch. If th- this is like completely like just like sort of a, a throw people for a loop kind of thing. If you had uh, like Ashton Kutcher is like at the wrong place or wrong time too often that like he could sort of like like detectives are now starting to question him about like like he's like a person of interest now because mm-hmm. he's kind of in these places all the time. So you could you could have like like uh, like the punked crew is still filming this and then like a detective wants to talk to him or something like that yeah. like is one pitch that i had too yeah that i i had an idea similar to that except for um uh similar along the lines of someone's coming to talk to him but he has this uh almost like what's that movie with tom cruise uh the, magnolia no 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 where a few good men no 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 <laughs> where he can like predict the future oh minority report minority report yeah, we're, so, the, we're like ashton kutcher can now through his show predict who's gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> well i had uh, i i had a, a different justification for it could be that like this whole time that the, uh, ashton kutcher is being punked to go to people who have died you know? <laughs> oh that's good <laughs> yeah really so the detectives so the detectives like are part of the punk then too oh you that's know? that's great yeah uh, I think that's my favorite. That's really good. That's yeah. really great. Because I would have never saw that coming. Me either. No. That that fits into the whole punked mentality. I mean, it would be great if... Um... It's like that episode where Britney Spears accidentally punked... Like, Britney Spears punked Ashton, and then Ashton punked the producers for trying to punk him while they were punking oh, him. Oh, really? That happened? Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. that's amazing. I mean... Um, that's uh that's i'd like to know the person who went through so much fucking effort to to know the people that are dying to punk the ashton kutcher yeah, yeah, yeah. or to like, immediately know that they die and be like, yeah. hey ashton we got to go to this person's yeah, house and do this thing yeah now. that guy's on standby with tmz like fucking just waiting yeah, to yeah, see yeah. uh death reports and like, i don't even know if you need since it's at the end of it i don't even know if you'd have to justify no, that no, you know yeah, yeah. Just but t- it is funny to think that yeah that yeah. means that someone would have thought about all those things yeah. yeah uh cool that's great and then i um yeah i mean that's uh I think that's a much, much better uh, ending than I have here. So thank you so much. Yeah, uh, You're welcome. Yeah. Thank, thanks for writing a, a funny sketch. Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was a dark one. It was weird for me because I, um, um, I, uh, I have somewhat of a dark sense of humor at times. And I thought, I want to do a video sketch. I want to do something with punk and it would be... This would be this would, this is a little dark, but I think the the notes you gave me will make it way uh, much funnier and um, yeah. Oh, I also think if, watch. if it's being nitpicky, I think I think you even could put. You don't even have to say it's too, he doesn't have to say it's 2014. You could add that with like graphics and stuff like mm-hmm. the date or like time code or even something some way to I mean, I don't know if you do time code, but like uh, some way to indicate it. So he doesn't because I think that seemed like the way he was saying it's 2014 was just to like clarify for yeah. the audience what year it was and stuff. For sure. There could be a way to make that a little more like realistic without having to just. Mm-hmm. say that so you're believing that this video is a real thing in and 2014 i think, I think yeah. they do that on the show i think yeah. they put a date or a time or something like that so you could yeah. yeah you could actually put like september 3rd 2014 or something like that or right. whatever the date is of uh when when philip seymour hoffman for sure i think that was around april yeah i know um yeah Feb- i think it's february april yeah somewhere around there but uh, <laughs> the only reason I know is because in when I googled it, there's a list. Oh, there's yeah, a list yeah. for everything online. Uh-huh. It's scary. Um, yeah. And they had them in order of date of death for 2014, which is um, 
Well, I'm going to bring this to a screeching halt. <laughs> it's just sad. It's sad. Yeah, it's it's so sad. sad. These people who like created so much joy for people can no longer do that, you know, and right. and uh, and it's just sad. Well, well we're going to pay homage to them with my videos. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's a, I think that's a good question, though, kind of is what's so what where's your line in the sand when it comes to dark, dark, dark comedy? Or do you not have one? So, I mean, like, uh, I, you know. I don't know. I, I think I just try to be mindful with it. Like, I don't want to do stuff that's just for the sake of being shocking. Right. You know, um, like, I think that it's I think that it's important to to go to darker places uh, or just like realistic places sometimes with stuff uh, instead of avoiding that altogether. Um, but I, I guess it, it depends on a person's sensibility. Like Zach and I did a sketch where uh I'm delivering a eulogy at the top uh, for my my wife and and like infant twins that died, you know. But we've treated it very realistically. It feels like a real eulogy. Uh, it's like a full minute, like of just me giving this eulogy with no jokes to sort of set it up to set all the jokes up later. Uh, and because, I, and in my opinion, because it's treated kind of realistically, and the audience believes it, like they're on board with us because because it it feels realistic Mm. so at least that's that's how i approach going to darker places like just kind of you know just being mindful right instead of just doing stuff for for the sake of shocking people yeah yeah that makes sense yeah uh cool so you sent us a a sketch um uh every episode we like to ask our guests to send us ahead of time uh, a sketch that they really like or enjoy that they produced and made that um uh, they want to show off, or it doesn't have to be their own, but yeah. sometimes it is. And in this case, Nick sent us a really funny sketch. Uh, we'll send you guys, or there's a, we'll send you guys. There's yeah. a we link. Email every one yeah. of you guys a link. Yeah, uh, we have a, a huge email <laughs> following list that we just blast out. Um, there's a link in the info. Yeah, yeah. In, the, in the podcast description. Yep. And, and on Twitter, we'll pin it there. Yeah. And I'll tattoo it on my face. And so if you ever see me walking oh, around. Oh, you don't have to do that. No, no, no Nick, I'm fucking doing it. <laughs> Thank you for downloading Deepak Chopra's meditation, Finding Your Flow. Now sit quietly and center yourself and let us prepare for our meditation. Make yourself comfortable and close your eyes. Begin to be aware of your breath and just breathe slowly and deeply. With each breath, allow yourself to become more deeply relaxed. Now, silently introduce the mantra, repeating it effortlessly. As you repeat the mantra, see yourself opening to your natural state of unlimited possibilities. Repeat it silently to yourself. Shivo hum. Shivo hum. Shivo hum. You will be tempted to say it out loud with me, but remember to say the mantra silently. Shivo hum. Shivo hum. Just mentally. Shivo hum. Shiva hum. Do not move a muscle in your body. Shiva hum. Not even your face. Shiva hum. If your mouth is moving right now, stop it. Shiva hum. Are you speaking? I sense that you are speaking. Repeat the mantra mentally. Shivo hum. You're mouthing it again. God damn it. Breathe and relax your body. You will hear a soft bell when it is time. Shivo hum. Are you trying to screw with me right now? No. Then why are you saying Shivo hum out loud instead of silently? I'm not. You are. How do you know? At a high level of consciousness, you can achieve anything. That's what I want to achieve. Then stop repeating the mantra out loud. I can't help it. Try harder. No. Say Shivo hum. Shivo hum. Mentally. I can't. Shivo hum. Why do you get to say it? Say what? Shivo hum. Mentally. Ah, fuck you. No, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Shivo hum. <laughs> if you have found yourself talking to this audio recording, it is because you are meditating wrong. God damn it. Try again tomorrow. Goodbye. <laughs> Yeah, so this was a um, a sketch. Uh, if you've watched it, and we'll like I said, we'll post it. It's uh, super funny. You wrote with your 
right comedy partner yeah. uh, Zach uh, what's Fairless that? Zach Fairless, Fairless. Zach yeah. Fairless. also also a really funny guy that I've seen do because you're we talking earlier about Icky Pep's Captain Jam. Oh yeah, I've seen him do that too. Very funny dude. Great great jam uh, uh, on <laughs> Tuesday nights at the Inner Sanctum at 10 yeah. p.m. Do a little plug there for Icky Pep. Yeah yeah, plug those Inner Sanctum <laughs> shows. You need to fill that freaking space up. It's a tough one. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's super funny. The the thing I liked about most, I'll just speak for myself, is I love, love sketches that are real slow to build, man. I love those kind of like building, tension building to the first laugh because usually when you get a first laugh or once you get the audience on board – it's like you've earned you've earned it by being able to sit on stage and not have to say shit. You know, it's like some to me sometimes sketches. A lot of times you just like to get all this like verbiage off at the top, which is just setting everything up. And there's something that's so nice to me that you don't have to say anything. It's just you sit there mm-hmm. and the audience gets it, and then you earn you earn that first laugh so much more. And then once that first one hits, you just know like they'll pile on afterwards. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, oh I, one thing that like, this is, uh, I don't know if this is dumb to say or not, but I like, I actually meditate sometimes. And so when I, what's first, dumb about that? I don't know. Just saying that out loud. I feel like it's like, Tweety, it's good. Meditating is great. Tweety <laughs> takes the stuff that shouldn't be bad and makes it act like it's. That, that's cool. I think I it's just, really cool that you meditate. Thanks, bud. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah. I just feel like I don't know, I'm from Nebraska and I feel like they would not, be so cool about it. I don't know. No one from Nebraska is listening. <laughs> Unless you're in LA and you're from Nebraska, no one in from Nebraska is like, oh my gosh, that guy from fucking that podcast is meditating. What well, a doofus. Okay, so my, my, I guess my thing is, is that the part that really, when I first started, there was always this thing of like, am I doing it right? So that mm-hmm. line where you're like, am I doing, you're doing it wrong? It was like so like honest and true in the moment that it made me laugh out loud. Because cool. it's like, oh, it's something that I think everybody that's been there in that moment thinks at least a million times. Yeah, and it's very easy for like, and when you meditate to give yourself like a hard time about, oh, I'm thinking right now. Uh, I shouldn't be thinking. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> and it really is just about like whatever comes up like, I mean, at least for, for in my experience with it, like, oh, whatever comes up while you're meditating is what's supposed to come up, you know? So right. there is no way to do it wrong. Right. Yeah. 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 And it almost <laughs> felt like your reading of, um, I guess, the... Deepak? The, Deepak. Deepak. Chopra? Chopra. Yeah. When you were... Like your reading almost felt like the average person's inner monologue while they're meditating. Mm, you yeah. know, like beating themselves up. Yeah, is. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like chastising... Zach for doing it wrong, which is like what Zach w- might have already been doing, doing in his, his head, head for doing right. it wrong. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. And the uh, simplicity of it, I really like too. Do you, uh, do you meditate? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, every morning. Man, I, tr- I try to meditate doing that exact same way, putting in the headphones and listening and I just fall asleep, man. <laughs> <laughs> like I try. Well, that's good. That means you need you need to, you needed the sleep when you uh, yeah. when that happened. I guess. But I do yeah. it every time I I I fall asleep. It's almost like it's a trigger now when I listen to this particular podcast. It's through mm. UCLA, some meditation thing, and um, I fall asleep every time. So um, I'm not very good at meditating. I guess. I, this, I mean, this is a good this is a good uh, example of like, oh, I would I would. I've listened to these like 21 day meditation, uh, challenge that they, that's what they're called that deep, deep <laughs> and Oprah Winfrey put out. Mm-hmm. And one time, like, uh, over a year ago, I was listening to one and I'm like, Oh, it's funny how Deepak always, when he's telling you the mantra to say to, to, he, he'll repeat just mentally, just do it mentally. Like mm-hmm. that's what he'll say. And I'm like, Oh, that's kind of funny. That must mean there's some people who are, who are saying it out loud. Like yeah. that could be a sketch. Like, so yeah. again, that came from something I was doing like in my life that was like, that it was funny to me. And since I'm operating in sketch world, being on teams and doing all this stuff, like, okay, so this thing for my life can translate into a sketch. Right. And then Zach and I, and then this also addresses your other question about like doing this for money or whatever. Uh, so that sketch then ended up like in a, like a 13, 15 minute set that Zach and I did at the inner sanctum for a show. Uh, and then we put those sketches and formed those into like, and wrote more sketches and put that into a 30 minute show, which became the very Nick and Zach show now is tight. And then, 
that was a spank. And then we got to do that show at UCB once a month for a few months. And uh, then UCB was looking for sketches that would be good for the UCB show on CISO season two. Mm. And uh, then we got to do that meditation sketch for uh, for CISO. So they, they shot that for UCB show season two. And we got money for that. So like, Look at that. So, I know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's possible. possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to yeah. address that you and I just said it's possible at the exact, exact same time. time. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't done in post. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's great, man. Congratulations also. Thank that's, you. Uh, Thanks. That's a huge accomplishment. Thanks. I mean, um, uh, and uh, yeah. And, think- and even meditating meditating to begin when i started like doing stuff like that over a year and a half ago uh was all like when i started to really start to do that stuff that was all coming from oh i want to do things that are like more more like self-care more taking care of myself and then on account of attempting to do those things and committing to do some of those things that that allowed some more good things to happen so i guess i would i i i I'm just encouraging meditation, I guess, to everybody listening. You hear that, that sketch yeah. writers? I would actually meditate double... and then get a spot on C-Cell. I would, <laughs> I would actually double down on the meditation thing. I think people should do that, too. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, Nick, thanks so much uh, for coming on. I know. Um, yeah, this was great, man. Yeah, yeah thanks so for great. having me. Yeah. yeah this is um, a blast. I love talking sketch. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you have any plugs? You want to plug anything? I know you got a, a bunch of billion shows. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't, I mean, I, yeah, uh, Zach Fairless and I, whenever this comes out, like I'm sure we'll have something that we're doing. We're putting together like a new show, so keep an eye out for anything that uh, Zach and I are doing under the name Very Nick and Zach, um, and uh, on the UCB calendar. And then also uh, Judith at Mod Night uh, every third Wednesday of the month at UCB Sunset. Uh, really. I, I love everyone on that team. All the writers make me laugh. All the actors are really talented. They they inspire me too. Uh, so yeah, and and check out the other teams on on Mod Night. Oh, and check out my YouTube channel. Uh, it's search uh, Nick Luciano. You can put Nick search Nick Luciano Smash Brothers, and you'll mm-hmm. find like my YouTube channel then too. And check out some videos that I made with my dad. Yeah. <laughs> they're very funny. They're yeah. they're good ones. Um. Uh, I'm on Improv Team Purgatory every Monday night at the Clubhouse. If you're in Hollywood, if you're not, then don't go to that. Uh... <laughs> Sounded so pissed off. When you I know. Said oh that. My God. <laughs> if you're not here, go fuck yourself. Yeah, fuck it <laughs> um... Oh, I'm on a sketch team at IO now. Ms. 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 Jackson. Yeah, congratulations, cool. Tweety. Round Thanks, of applause. Man. Tweety Congrats. made a, Thanks, a sketch, sketch team, so that's great. Um... I'm on a sketch team as well, uh, Dad Jeans. Uh, we have now been moved to uh, the second second Sunday of the month, and the time changes, 8 and 9 on the main stage, uh, 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock. Uh, so check us out for that. Come to IOS Theater and... Uh, Go to every theater. Go to every theater. Go to every theater. Go to every theater and yeah. take classes everywhere. Yeah. 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 Uh, thanks so much, Nick. Appreciate you coming in, man. Yep. You're welcome. Thanks, man. Thank you. And a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.